When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I have a special episode today. Been looking forward to this for a while. You know, I know I brought it up a few times, but today. Joining me on the podcast is Brett Koba, the Astros round 12 selection in the 2021 draft out of Dallas Baptist. Brett, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me. It's good to finally be able to sit down and do this, and I'm glad to be able to sit here and talk for a little bit. And so another thing that makes this cool is that Brett, Rhett's mother and I, I'm not very good at English here, but Rhett's mother and I went to school together from second grade on. And so I'm the math, I guess, 43 years. And she's with us too. So we're going to get the perspective of the mother and the son slash ball player. So Angie, appreciate you coming on too. Yes, I'm glad to be here too. Yeah. So let's start with the draft because that's like one of the most exciting things. And like, I didn't even realize it until you messaged me, but let's start with Rhett. Like you got drafted 12th round. I don't know if that's even televised or what, how many days into it is, but where were you at when you found out you got drafted? Uh, I was sitting on the back patio with, I think, most of my family besides maybe one of my sisters. And we all were just kind of sitting there. It was on the, the TV, just listening to it. And even though I told them how the correct way to pronounce my name, they still managed to mess it up. But I wasn't too upset because I was just glad to see my name. But I know my mom was probably a little irritated, annoyed by the fact that they pronounced it wrong. But it was it was still an exciting day to, to see that finally happen after so many years of playing baseball and having that dream since I was little, but it's, it's good to see my name and glad that most of my family was able to be there around to, to watch it happen. 
Well, I definitely can uh, understand how it feels for people to mispronounce your name because mine gets butchered all the time. I don't know. Some people add R's to it for some reason. I don't know where they get that. <laughs> but so you got, did, did anyone, was anyone in contact with you? Did you know that the Astros are interested in you or did you just have no idea where you're going to go? No, I had a, they, I talked to the scout that I talked to with the Astros. I talked to him for a couple of days before the draft. And then that day he called me before the draft started and said, hopefully something can happen. And then uh, like around before like an 11th round, he called me and said, Hey, if you're still there, then we're going to take you. And so I had a pretty good idea whenever their pick came around the 12th round and then it all happened. And here we are now. So mom, Angie, you were there with them together. And yeah. how was it to hear your son's name being called on the major league draft? It was pretty surreal. Um, I mean, you think about it when they're little and as they grow and keep getting better and just start thinking about it because it was a shortened draft um, and all of the people that they could have chosen and he's one of them, pretty special. Yeah, that had to be awesome. I forgot that it was short. I don't even know how many how many rounds there are normally, but it's a lot, right? Like 30 or 40. They just draft forever. But 40. Yeah. 40 usually. Yeah. Oh wow. So how many year, how many rounds were there? 20. This oh, year, gosh. last year there was 10. Five. Oh, five rounds last year. And then 20 this year. So as a family, what team? Were you guys a fan of? Because I know what team you're a fan of now. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, two of ours are Cardinals fans. Uh, one's a Braves fan. And then, I don't know. I go with a lot of players, so I don't really have a team, but now I do. Yeah, you do now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> being in Oklahoma, it's kind of free range to pick who you want, so it's always – Good and have good and bad things about that. Yeah, so that, that's another thing. I guess I did point out that we went to school together. So people do realize, I guess, that we were all from Oklahoma. We have zero professional sports teams. I guess now we have the Thunder there. Yeah. But we're, y'all are all OU guys, right? Yes. Okay, good. Born and bred. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who do you hate losing to more? Just I just want your opinion. Oklahoma State or Texas? Oh my gosh. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with OSU. Yeah, that's the same thing I said. Even though it happens once every 20 years, I, I hate it. Mm -hmm. I can't stand it. And we lost to them this year, so. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about baseball. So you're talking about, you know, being a kid. So... What, what year did you start? Just like everybody else, T-ball? Yeah, I was like three or four, started T-ball and played there for a little bit. And most of, most of the time I played, I was always played up a year. So whenever I'd go, it'd be T-ball to the machine pitch to finally kid pitch and then kind of into travel ball and all of that. And then eventually into school ball. And then obviously both school and travel all the way through high school until I got to college. So it said in high school, you're a four-year letterman. Did you play high school baseball in ninth grade? Or did your school – because when we went to school, it was 10th grade was high school. 
Yeah, I played uh, played high school all the way from my freshman to senior year for baseball, and then my sophomore to senior year, I played on the varsity for basketball. You were uh, where was this at? I wrote it down. You were academic all state in basketball your senior year. I was, and you graduated valedictorian. That's got to be a proud parent moment and a lot of work for you. Yeah, it was it was it was a big deal. And I tell a lot of people they seem to be surprised because and then I they, then the first question all of them always ask, well, how many people did you go to school with? Like 15. <laughs> and I have to I tell them and they're like, oh, well, that's pretty good, I guess. God, they don't want to give you any credit. No, exactly. You went to El Reno. How big is that town? Uh, when I the town's like twenty thousand. When I graduated, there was like two hundred and twenty people, I think, in my class, my graduating class. Oh, that's not too small. No, it's pretty good. Small enough, but still big enough to not have to know everybody. So, when you're in high school, did you just pitch? When did you just start pitching? Uh, I didn't start till pitch start just pitching till I was a uh, freshman in college when I went to my junior college. Okay. Because I played, I mean, my freshman and sophomore year, I kind of played a bit everywhere in high school. And then my junior and senior year, I just pitched and played short. So would you agree with, you know, that I've, I had someone on here that, uh, Pat Combs, that does the travel ball, and he said it's kind of getting watered down now. Do you, would you agree that kids in high school and when they're young just play all sports? I, I mean, I did it when I was younger, and I still think it's good for kids to continue to play as many sports as they want to because it keeps you not just being specialized in one sport. It can make helps you become an athlete in, like, all sports, and some of those athletic abilities you have in one sport may translate good over to another sport because if you just specialize in baseball, then there's some athletic things that you may miss that you could have gotten from playing soccer or basketball or football or some of the other sports. So you pretty much come from a baseball family. When I was in high school, I remember your mom being on the uh, softball team. And now that like Oklahoma is really, really good at softball, it makes me wish I would have went to more softball games in high school. But uh, and your dad went to uh, played baseball in college and so did your brother, right? Yes. Yeah, big, big, big baseball, softball family. That's for sure. So let's. So why did you choose Dallas Baptist? That's a pretty good. Uh, did you choose it to be home, or is that just a really good base? I mean, I've heard a lot of a lot of guys coming from there. Yeah, I just I had heard about them being a baseball school, but I didn't know too much about them when I was in junior college. But then I was obviously I was in Texas for junior college, so I was only an hour away and. After one of a like the our weekend games that we had, one of their coaches called me and asked me to come down and visit. So I was like, "Sure, I'll go down." Obviously, just hearing kind of what they've done in the past and, like you said, the guys they've developed and have went on to play professional baseball. I went down and not knowing anything going in, I wasn't expecting too much. When I got there, I just it was a shock of how incredible one their campus was amazing. The the facilities were incredible too, but then just kind of the culture and the coaches and the way they run their program is just one of the best I've ever seen and probably one of the best in the country, as you can see with kind of the, the performance and the players that they've been able to put out over the years. And it's just when I left there, I knew that was most likely the place I would go. 
and I've obviously I'm glad with that decision and obviously it's done really well so far for me and I'm, I'm happy to have that time with those coaches with the guys I've met there and all the relationships I've created so mom you're able to watch a quite a few of his games and at Dallas Baptist yes and even when we couldn't be there they, their media was top-notch um, they had their own broadcasting uh, network. network and it was unbelievable. So if we couldn't be there, we were still able to watch. Oh, that's cool. So let's go to like after you got drafted. You you find out you get drafted, and how soon after that do, do they come to you and say, "Here, here's the contract we want to offer you." Is there any sort of negotiations for your, you know, signing bonus, or is that just set with what round you came in? How does all? Uh, that I work? mean, for me, it was kind of talking with the the scout. I kind of we kind of negotiated a little bit over the phone and everything, and then kind of whenever we came to that kind of agreement, we agreed to it. Then I got drafted, and then they called me that day that I got drafted and told me, "Hey, you're gonna." we got you a plane ticket and stuff. We'll get you the details and you're going to be on Florida. And like, I think it was the draft. I got drafted on a Monday or a Tuesday Tuesday. on a Tuesday. And I was flying out on Thursday. And then when I got down, so then when I got down to Florida, I had to do some physicals and other kind of assessments. And after those all cleared, then I kind of sat down and was able to sign the contract and get going with everything. So you guys down there in that Florida, I guess it's called the Florida Coast League or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how soon was it from arriving to getting on the mound in like a real game? Um, well, I actually had to quarantine when I got down there for like five days or so. Oh, okay. So when I got there, it was like five days in the hotel. And then finally, when I was able to go to the complex. I, I was able to get on the mound, do bullpens and some stuff. But I really didn't get into a game situation until I was probably – probably about a month in or so, three weeks to a month is when until I got into some games at the complex and until obviously probably two weeks after that, I went to to North Carolina and was able to play in some of those games. Yeah, so I have it here like August 17th was your, I don't even remember when the draft was, so that'll tell you how long it was, you had to wait. <laughs> but August 17th was your debut. Do you remember your stat line? Because baseball players remember everything. Uh, all I remember, the biggest thing I remember is I walked the first guy and then gave up a hit to the next guy and then was able to kind of, which after that, those first two at-bats, I was like, well, this is this is not going too good. <laughs> but but then I was able to kind of collect myself and get done or, you know, relax a little bit. Cool. understand it's doing the same game I've been doing for 18 yeah. years. So well, was that able, was good. Yeah. You, you pitched three innings. You gave up a hit in a wall because it was the first two batters. Yeah. So you yeah. got it together. I never even really thought about that, like asking somebody when, you know, something bad happens and what you're saying to yourself. Cause I don't I don't know if 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 the word is like dehumanizing athletes. <laughs> you know, because we just we follow them and we were fans of them. We just get mad, like, why'd you do that? <laughs> but you know, like I never thought about that. Like, oh man, this isn't going good. It's just so like nonchalant for you. Well, I mean, the good, well, the like good that. thing. I mean, for most people, understands. I mean, it's kind of the same way. Some guys are different, obviously, but I mean, for me, it's always kind of try to 
understand and kind of adjust to what's going on. Obviously, there's some times where I'm just like that. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why are you doing this? And people will be like, why? And they'd be like, goodness, this guy's crazy. But, but you know, it's always pitch by pitch. After one pitch, you kind of realize what you did, think about what you need to change, adjust, and then then next pitch is a new pitch. So you kind of forget about the previous thing and on to the next. So what pitches do you have? Uh, throw four-seam fastball, change-up, slider, and curveball. Four pitches. That's good. So when you started working with the uh, the coaches, the pitching coaches there, mm-hmm. were they were they trying to change something in your delivery or anything yet? No, I didn't have too much stuff mechanical-wise. The biggest thing that I kind of worked on when I got down there was more of on like the analytical side because we had some of the stuff at DBU, but we weren't able to, to use it, utilize it that much because we didn't have the staff to fully kind of embrace that. But obviously with the Astros and all the staff members and analytical people, we were able to to really dive into that stuff. So that was kind of the bigger thing was for me to understand like what my pitches do, where I could have success in the zone in different counts against different batters. So that was probably the biggest thing that I was able to do the couple months that I was down there. Yeah. So your next game, you gave up a home run. Yeah. What do, what do you remember saying to yourself about that? Uh, probably not stuff I can say on here. That's for sure. But it's, <laughs> hey, it's one of those things. It's a game. I mean, it's baseball. It's going to happen. Obviously to the people I'm playing, the opposition's really good. There's a reason that they're all there too. So it's every once in a while, it's going to happen to pitchers. It just depends on how well you can, bounce back from that and get on to the next at bat. So Angie, you were you able to watch his games over there when he's in Florida? No. I mean, like, only... was, they, they weren't on video or anything? No, it wasn't on video. We could watch, um, I don't even know what, just like a computerized live stats, live stats yeah. So that was oh, difficult okay. because we couldn't, we could, I could visualize and probably what I visualized was not really what was, happening but yeah i tend to go to the extreme <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah, so yeah. then so then you go how do, how do they come and tell you like we're gonna send you up to fayetteville i guess it's the same in minor leagues they expand the rosters in september yeah i think we had some guys get hurt and so a couple of guys from fable went up and so that's when I then obviously a spot was open. So I moved up. But I was actually me and one of the Tyler Whitaker, our, the third round pick. We were actually it was Sunday, which was our off day. So we went and golf. We were golfing. And I got a call from one of the the, the guys from comp said, hey, uh, give me a call whenever you you're free. And so I called and he said, hey, you're we're sending you up to Fayetteville. And I was like, oh all right, that's good. Thank you. And so then I hung up and I was like, well, I got to go pack and get everything ready. Cause I mean, that was, that was around like two o'clock on Sunday and I was flying out at like seven o'clock on, on Monday. Wow. You're just out relaxing, playing golf, huh? Mm -hmm. The next thing I knew I was in going from Florida to North Carolina. Yeah. So you, you pitched four games Mm -hmm. for Fayetteville and you you started three of them and you did awesome i mean you did really good i mean in the four games you only walked one guy i think you gave up a home run again but you went four innings and only gave up three hits and had seven strikeouts so nothing wrong with that at all but i mean it's amazing you pitched 13 innings you only gave up 11 hits two runs only one walk 
and 13 strikeouts. So 13 strikeouts and one walk is very impressive. And 1.35 ERA, a whip of 90. I don't know if you're familiar with these stats. I could be this. I don't know. I just got them off your site, but <laughs> but that's awesome. I mean, you did really, really good. Thank you. So, yeah. mom, did you get to go watch them? We went to Fayetteville um, on his birthday, which he pitched the night before uh, we got there, which is usually what happens when we plan to go do something. And that's the hard thing about pitchers, whether they're coming out of the bullpen, not knowing when they're going to pitch or, you know, if they don't have a rotation set up or they're not in it or whatever. But um, we did not get to watch him in person. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like you, you really have to time your trips. Yeah. When when your son's a pitcher. So what was it like your first game with Fayetteville? How nervous were you? Uh, it, I was. I mean, just like every other game I've pitched in, I'm always the nerves are going to be there just because my body's ready to go, and it's an exciting thing to do. And knowing that I mean, he could compete obviously on a higher level with with players from all over the world, and whenever. I throw my first pitch usually in warm-ups or first pitch of the game, and I kind of just get that one over with, and everything kind of just calms down and just go back to doing what I've done the past – I mean, that year. I mean, I had obviously I'd played in the spring, played 50, 60 games, so just doing the same thing just at a di with a different team with a different uniform on. And so it was good to obviously get back into a game situation too, which was, was really nice with some fans in the stands as compared to in the complex league where there was just the teams and some of the staff was there, but – and obviously the fans in Fayetteville were great. I mean, they came to all every game Tuesday through Sunday, and it was just really good experience to to get to play there. How was the traveling? Uh, it wasn't bad. I was the first week, obviously with the minor league season. They this year they went to six games either at home or on the road for the week. So I was there for my first series was at home, and then on the road we went to Kannapolis, which is in North Carolina. I think it was four hours, three or four hours. So it wasn't bad. And then the last series was at home again. So I didn't have, I didn't have to do too much traveling, which was, was pretty nice as obviously some of the stories I've heard about previous guys that have gone through it. So what, when does minor league baseball spring training start? I know y'all have two different spring trainings and at, right now with the lockout, those guys aren't having a spring training, just, just the minor league. So that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty good that y'all get one. So when is that? Uh, I haven't heard officially yet because obviously they're going to want to try to figure out the, the big league stuff and figure that out first. But what I've heard kind of end of April, I mean, end of February, sorry, end of February, kind of beginning of March is probably when it, I would assume it would start. But obviously that could change knowing with what they do with the big league lockout. So as of right now, just kind of really my game plan is just to kind of be ready for whatever, because who knows? I mean, a couple of weeks, they'd be like, hey, they're not figuring anything out. We're going to get you guys out or, hey, we're going to end of February, beginning March, we're going to have you guys all out here. So just kind of being ready for whenever that may be. So do you think you're going to start in Fayetteville this year? Uh, I mean, I finished there. So, I, I mean, I don't really know too much about how it, how it works, obviously being my yeah. first year. So <laughs> I could see myself starting there because that's just where I finished. But also I, I have no idea. So like I said, I'm just going to be ready for – ready for spring training, go day by day. And then whenever they let me know like where I'm going to be, whether it's in Florida yeah. and North Carolina, I'm just going to just be ready for that. I would say if you pitch like you did those four games, you shouldn't be there very long. You'll be in Asheville <laughs> and 
And I, I know me and your mom are looking forward to you being in Corpus because then you're in Texas. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I think a lot of my family's looking forward to that. So I don't have to try to fly or drive all the way over to North Carolina, which I will say North Carolina is really pretty. The weather was amazing, especially being in the, the middle of the summer when Oklahoma and Florida, it's a 90, 100 degrees. So. so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, so they're uh... – so I might have spoke to y'all earlier about this, but just because I, I don't really do shows every day updating things, but y'all heard about what y'all's opinion on the Space Cowboys, Sugarland Space Cowboys. Uh, I guess I, they're I, just I, trying to get into the, you know, how a lot of minor league teams have these funny, catchy names. I guess they're mm -hmm. just trying to get into that, huh? Yeah, trying to obviously probably get it familiar or this kind of similar to the Astros, you know, for like the astronauts and being in Houston where NASA and everything is, they want to kind of get everything very similar. But I think, I mean, it'd be cool to see what the, what they can do there with the uniforms and the mascot and obviously all the promotions and stuff they'll be able to do with, with that. So that'd be, be funny. Obviously some of the team's names, like you said, in the minor leagues, they're always kind of funny to have, but I mean, it's a good thing for the fans because when you have something that's kind of catchy or something that's very out there, that's different than what just the normal like tigers or lions or something, it's, it's good for people to kind of have something to, really catch your attention and bring out fans to the stadiums. Yeah, I think a lot of us are holding our judgment until we see the uniforms and the the caps and stuff like that, the logo. Yeah. Have y'all ever been have y'all ever got a chance to go to Houston to see an Astros game or no I've never been you have never been a fan, right? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> What did y'all think when you got drafted by the Astros? Did you think, oh, no. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> just afraid those, people were going to be mad I was afraid people were going to be mad at me for something that happened when I was in high school. <laughs> and all that stuff was going on. I was like, well, I mean, it's whatever. It's baseball. It's just a, a team that's giving me a chance to play professional baseball. So I was excited. I was happy to that they chose me to think of me, somebody that could help them in the organization. So I was just excited about that opportunity. I just remember the first thing he told his dad after he got off the phone. He's, he said, your Braves are not getting me. Then <laughs> um, how dad take it? I mean, because if you're if if you're a fan of any other major league baseball team, you pretty much hate us. Yeah, but now you're like part of us. Yeah, yeah. He did say that that's the best place to that they develop pitchers, so it was a good place for him to land. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think there's anywhere better to go. If my, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would say they would be disappointed if their son was a pitcher and went to Houston. Like, I know Brent Strom's leaving. That's a little disappointing, but he said you're going to be in good hands when you get there. Yeah. It'd be it'd be good to see what they do. I'm sure they're gonna. Obviously, it's a good a tough guy to lose, but they're gonna good organization. They're gonna bring somebody in that's familiar with the situation and able to take what he's done and obviously improve and elevate everything that we can do now with the next kind of guys that are coming in. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all I have. I appreciate y'all coming on. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah, had a good time. It's always good to sit down, talk a little bit about baseball. I'm not a big fan of talking about myself, but it was good to 
let my mom have a little light and the, you know, all this crazy <laughs> stuff that we've done in the past year. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like to talk about themselves, but it's uh, it's good for for people to hear, not really, you know, talk about yourself. But it's it's interesting to hear, you know, people getting drafted and what they do. You know, I, I forgot to tell you this. I wrote this down when you're talking about getting drafted, but like, and you said, you know, okay, hate me for something that happened when I was in high school. But Luke Berryhill is a catcher in the organization. And when he was here, he was telling me, you know, they'll go on the road and the other team will be yelling like, there's no trash cans today, boys. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> he was like, I was with the Reds in 2017. Like, I, you know, I hadn't even played a game yet. What are yeah. you yelling at me for? <laughs> I think it's just something people are like, oh, we're supposed to hate them. But anyway, welcome welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, I think people are kind of starting to realize, you know, it's baseball, it is what it is. And I think they're hopefully getting over it here in a little bit and just kind of let the Astros and everybody just kind of go on to the next next phase and next era of, of the years. And hopefully it's all going to be gone, hopefully after this year. But who knows? Obviously, some of these fan bases nowadays, they, they hold a grudge for a while, even over stuff that who knows. But we'll see. Well, hopefully you make it to the Astros soon in the next couple of seasons and you never get traded and you could just be an Astro for life. Hey, if I'm playing in professionals and major leagues, I'll, I'll be happy as well. So <laughs> hopefully sooner than later, but we'll see. Just work and be ready for whatever. All right, Rhett and Angie, thanks for coming on. And thanks to everyone out there for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. We'll see. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.